0: Hello everybody and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar, and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Uh, Today we are continuing our uh, Mount Rushmore series, uh, and we're going to go with our video game Heroes this
1: week. So let's get started. Who wants to go first? Before we get into it, I kind of want just want to point something out. This one was considerably harder than doing villains. And I think you... I realized why. Most video game heroes are written to be either very generic or with just enough character to make them interesting to the player, but still let the, ca- the player feel immersed as the hero.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was having a hard time with, too. Uh, with like... Some of the ones that I like to play are very much like make your own hero. (laughs) Like just, just as an example, and obviously I haven't finished this by any means, but like the Harry Potter uh, game, like I couldn't
2: say, Oh, that's my favorite hero because he's me. (laughs) Yeah. That's like some characters like that kind of made it or similar to that made it on my honorable mentions, but I had to like, really think about, Games Because I realized as I was making this list, while I play a lot of like RPGs, I didn't realize how many of them are games like Mass Effect, where it's like I create my own character and everything that the character does is kind of based on the decisions I make while playing the game. And I could easily Mm -hmm. play through the game three or four times and have completely different um, character style and, and conversations and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Definitely. But all that being said, there are a few that we can definitely pull out from the rest that uh, are definitely the like absolute. Here is a hero in a video game. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, and I actually, will say a couple of mine are not um, exclusive video game heroes, but they are heroes that have been adapted to video <coughs> game. So.
3: Okay. okay yeah
0: actually which we kind of did with the villains as well in, in some some cases so true yeah we did <laughs> all right um but yeah who wants to go first david Why, right. uh david why don't you go first yeah, this time? You, yeah. i
2: don't think yeah. you've had a chance to start any of the mount rushmore lists so yeah,
1: yeah okay that works Both uh
2: right. yeah so
1: uh number one is um lydia from skyrim um <laughs> No, I'm totally kidding.
2: <laughs> I was about to say that is a choice. <laughs>
1: uh, no. Um, yeah, my first choice is uh, James Sunderland from uh, Silent Hill 2. Um, oh, okay. So, mention him in the villains episode briefly, but um, he is the player character, uh, very definitively written as a troubled protagonist. Um, hmm. But, like, the entire game centers around him fighting manifestations of. Basically, his own his own desires, his own um,
3: pardon uh, the whole game
1: centers on him fighting effectively representations of himself, okay. his own desires, his own uh, the things that he suppressed, the uh, his his thought life, basically. Mm. So um, yeah, that's uh, so James Sunderland is definitely one, my number one for that one.
2: Nice. Okay. Cool. I've always heard good things about those games, but I haven't really gotten to play very many of them. So that's pretty uh, cool, to
1: Well, I will say Silent Hill Two and Silent Hill Homecoming, it, as much crap as Homecoming gets, it actually is pretty good. It's basically an ex- a standalone expansion of Two. Mm. Okay. So yeah.
3: Nice. Cool, sir. Well, uh, uh, Dan, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, sure.
0: Uh I guess I'll go with one of my my uh heroes, turn video game heroes, just to kind of get him out of the way. Um <laughs> but um I, I think I'd have to say number one is Spider-Man, um, from the PS4 Marvel Spider-Man game. There there's just nothing you can go wrong with Spider-Man, so
2: <laughs> yeah, like the writing and storytelling for that game and it was just so good and there's like there's not many video games that have actually gotten like that emotional connection with me but that one was definitely one of them so I'm not yeah. at all surprised to see that one on your list for a multitude of reasons yeah
0: i mean the the gameplay itself is a huge plus cuz it it's so immersive but then the, that that storyline like you said is just it and we mentioned it in the in the villain one as well cuz i had a couple of villains from that game uh on my list and it was just like the i don't know like spider-man he's always been one of my favorite heroes um growing up and stuff and then to be able to just like okay so here here's what i'll say is even in the older spider-man games like it was good but it wasn't as immersive so, I didn't feel quite as connected to the character as I did with with the p s four one because it just it you could like you said, you could feel that emotion through mm-hmm. the acting through the the
2: um the animation, the story yeah. build up like yep. everything that was they did with that was just done so well, yeah,
0: and honestly, even with the um the design change of him like when you went from PS4 to PS5 um i i didn't mind that cuz it it kind of uh it made him look a little younger a little bit more uh, uh, honestly a little bit more like tom holland which was kind of cool but um like to go from from one of those to the other it was like okay it's different but it still feels good you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah I think they did a really good job with that one.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why that game and even the Miles Morales um, expansion both just got so much attention and fanfare and why there's so much hype for the upcoming sequel. Like, oh, yeah, everything about it was just done so well. And it's like they saw the popularity of the old Arkham games and said, yeah, we we can do that. We can make it just <laughs> as good, if not better. So, Yeah.
0: Uh, The other cool thing about those games or that game is or I guess both of those games is like the seamlessness of the um, the uh, cinematics and stuff Mm -hmm. going from that to the gameplay. It wasn't too long. So like you could still feel very connected to the character because you're you're in the story. But then right out of the gate, it's like, okay.
2: And I'm there,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, it was
2: all the same animation between the cutscenes and the gameplay. So it was yeah. just a seamless transition where like, while I do like the really high graphics cinema, uh, cinematics and whatnot, I also like that seamless transition like what you were commenting on, being able to just like, you walk out of Doc Ock's lab and it's like immediately pops you up onto a platform and you can start swinging right away. And it's not, yeah. you're not having to sit there for a loading screen or anything. Yeah.
1: yeah it was great and <laughs> another thing that i love that they did in this one that i don't think they did they might have done it in the ps2 version um your web slinging could only be happen if you were
2: uh, you could only go as high as uh as the nearest building yeah that was yep. not a thing on the ps2 one unfortunately because <laughs> okay. i was yeah. like I- Swinging well above the buildings on that one, so, but yeah, that in this new one, like they really stuck to as close to realistic as you get with comic books, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah.
1: the, the it, physics it was, of it were very yeah. well done, and web swinging <laughs> felt fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> like going from Liberty Island to the far side of Manhattan felt awesome to do.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's really just no complaints for that game. So yeah, I'm uh, and knowing your comic book love, I already expected that one to be on the list, but <laughs> also knowing how much all of us loved that game. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a good spot. It's a good one to have on there for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, my, um, my first one, I went with a, one that has been a game. I go back to periodically and I've bought it on like every console. I can get it on is. I picked Jack from Jack and Daxter, and like I love the Jack and Daxter game so much. Like I, when (laughs) I say I bought it on every console I can, I legitimately mean I've bought it on every console I can. I was like, I have it, had it on PS2, got the remake on PS3, I got the digital on my PS4, and then I immediately downloaded it on my PS5. So like, (laughs) I love those games. (laughs) I love backwards
0: compatibility.
2: (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) What I loved about Jack is the fact that he was he starts off as like the silent hero that doesn't say anything like the kind of the classic old school character style with he just doesn't really talk and he's just running around kind of happy go lucky goofy dude. And in the second one like it starts off with him effectively being tortured by the Baron of that city and like doing all of these experiments on him and he goes from being the silent hero that's kind of goofy to just very like edgy and dark and he's got a chip on his shoulder which understandably so he just spent the last couple years being tortured so it's like of mm. course he's got a chip on his shoulder at this point um <laughs> it's just like a, a really it was it was a very jarring change that was done very well it mm-hmm. wasn't one of those changes where it's just like, Oh, that just came out. It's I kind of like, it's the opposite of what happened with Gladio and final fantasy 15, where it's like, went from the cool bro to just a jerk. And there was like no redeeming quality to it. And he wasn't like understanding what everyone else was going through. It's like, okay, no, Jack went through these things by himself and he's kind of a jerk, but you understand why. And he's still like fiercely loyal to his friends and the people that earn his trust. And he will fight, to keep any of them safe, if he needs to,
3: mm.
2: nice.
0: It's funny too, because every time you say Jack and Daxter, I always
2: think Ratchet and Clank first. <laughs> this, those came out around the same time frame, and they've like Ratchet and Clank has been the more longstanding one because they've had a lot more games of that one come out. Um, but I mean, the first jack and dexter and the first ratchet and Clank came out around the same time and the first jack and dexter didn't do as well because they did kind of try to go that typical platformer route similar to ratchet and clank and since mm. he was just a silent quirky hero the game didn't really stand out as like well this game is cool but it doesn't do what ratchet and clank can do or did better in the first one mm. and so that was why they made such a dramatic change to the character in the second one and that's how what helped the second and third games both stand out from the first one as well as the ratchet and clank games
0: yeah nice nice okay (laughs) yeah not to throw it off or anything it's just (laughs) for some reason that's what came always comes to mind whenever someone says
2: no i feel that because before i played the jack and dexter games i always like associated those two franchises together because of how close together they were on the release. So I'm right yeah. there with you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so David, David,
3: what's number
1: two? Um so my number two right. is uh is Sully from uh the Uncharted series. Oh okay. Um So, honestly, like, as much as I love the character Nathan Drake, he is, he's kind of the, in many ways, he's kind of the stereotypical hero. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sully's character always kind of had this, I mean, pointedly paternal, but at the same time, was a bit more laid back and jovial. Mm -hmm. It's not to say dad can't be, but more in the sense of, like, he's a guy you always knew came in. Um, He always came in clutch. He was, he was always there uh, when it mattered the most, but that, and also just some of the best dialogue in the series comes from Sully. Mm. It's either these lines that you just don't expect of his backstory. It's like, wow, that was um, uncouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or it's these very, Poorly timed jokes <laughs> oh. uh, that just make him seriously endearing. Um,
0: See, but, I, I would I would more put him in the uh, fun uncle, uh, <laughs> the uncle. category.
3: The, there you yeah,
0: the go. Uncle. Yes, because <laughs> he, he he has a fatherly uh, way about him, but he's he's more selfish than a than a. Like a typical father would be, <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah,
2: that's a really good description of him. Actually, like he he definitely goes to bat when he needs to, but exactly. it's always there's always that underlying. What can I do for myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I like the way you said he he comes in clutch though. Like he went like when you need him, he's there. Yep.
3: <laughs> but yeah cool
0: yeah that's I a like good that one, one.
2: I, I like that one a lot yeah even as the one that's probably played the least uh uncharted of the three of us i still can understand and appreciate that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so if you don't mind i'll i'll uh piggyback on that one because my second one is actually nathan drake
1: oh nice <laughs> oh nice <laughs> <laughs> So, see, Caleb, that's how you do a follow-on without taking someone else's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember doing that, but all right. (laughs) Oh, that was when I didn't know it was on your list. That's a little different. True. (laughs) True. (laughs) 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 Gotta be quicker than that. (laughs) Uh,
1: But
0: yeah, so, like, um, like, I honestly don't consider him to be... as much of a typical hero. Um, like he, he definitely has that, uh, like tomb Raider, Indiana Jones, like that kind of typical hero. But like, I wouldn't necessarily call him a typical hero because he's, Mm -hmm. he's more like he's in it for the adventure. He's in it for, um, um, for the money and er everything like that but then also like as things are going on he's like oh no this is something that's going wrong we have to take care of this yeah you know it's kind of a
2: hero by proxy (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: there you go Uh, oh i mean he he still kind of has the uh, it belongs in a museum mentality but just so long as it's his museum and by museum i mean (laughs) vault
0: Yeah, if he can get money out of it, great.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but still, such a such a fun game to play. Uh, like, I have to put a caveat on this because for my list here, I was only putting uh, heroes of games that I've actually finished games with, um, so that I could actually know the full storyline. So this one is a bit of a caveat because I've only finished one of the games. Um, but I think it's the best game out of them. Uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, Uncharted 4. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've at least finished one game with the with the series. Yeah, um, but you've
2: played the other ones, even if you didn't finish them. So you still have that understanding of the character.
0: Yeah, I've so I've played. Oh, you know what? I have finished three. Uh, So I finished three and I finished four and I played one. And I think I started two, but I never finished one or
3: two. Okay. Um, but yeah, Even so I finished one. That's the only one I finished. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's really difficult to go from playing four to back to one. Yeah, B- that's is, fair. E- Even in <laughs> the remasters, it's hard. Different. Yeah, because I I bought the um, the Nathan Drake uh, collection. Set. Yeah, collection with my PS4. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so I played three first, or like I I played three before I had it. So I played through three again, and then I was like. All right, I should probably go back and play number one to know what the rest of the story is.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, but again, like the the character himself, and, and I think along with yours, uh, David, like the the two of them as a, a duo is just like okay, this, like this is what makes a good video game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that storyline mixed with the action and i I always like the games where you can climb stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) that explorer stuff
0: Yeah, yeah oh yeah the adventure games and stuff those are so much fun but yeah so that's that's my number two
2: nice nice i like it so my number two when I showed this one to David, he was like, "Of course, he's on your list." So <laughs> this probably <laughs> won't be a surprise to you either. But my number two pick is Sora from Kingdom Hearts, uh, okay. and like I have this for anyone that knows me knows how much I love the Kingdom Hearts series as a whole. And I mean, I was like, I've got a tattoo of Kingdom Hearts on me for goodness' sake. Like, yeah, I clearly <laughs> like the series. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I had I to go with like Sora. It's it was kind of a tricky one because. Sora has some unique characteristics that make him kind of an obnoxious character in the first game. He's just like this goofy kid that doesn't really know what he's doing. And there's some like these kind of like stereotypical, like anime tropes almost in the game and in, in all three of the games. Um, but just seeing like kind of what he goes through and just the different stuff that he develops as he goes through the three different games. And also just like, it's, it's a big nostalgia pick for me too, because I've had, I mean, I started playing the Kingdom Hearts games shortly after the first one came out because I saw it at a friend's house. I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And like I've put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into the trilogy as a whole. That's another one that I've bought on like every console I've owned. So um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it's very much a nostalgia pick for Sora, but a fr- from a franchise that I love very much. So, yeah, Sora was uh, just had to be on the list for me. So. Noise. I know nothing
3: about those
0: games, so it's just
2: like (laughs) which is funny considering your love of Disney. Like it's kind of funny that you haven't played through Kingdom Hearts because you go through so many different Disney worlds throughout the games. It's kind of funny that you haven't played that one. And David has. (laughs) (laughs) Very different time in my life.
1: True.
0: So I've I've had the interest of the Disney side of it, Um, but the anime side I'm not as interested in, and it's, that play like style. The anime
2: side is really just the design of some of the characters. Like, it's got more of the, like... Are, uh JRPG ish elements, like pretty open world, but they're not like so massive that it's difficult to explore and figure out where you're going or what you're doing. Like they're pretty manageable sizes and mm-hmm. uh, you can easily explore and not get super lost or like stuck is like, okay, where do I go next? Where even am I right now? Like they're yeah. far easier to explore in kingdom hearts <laughs> than they are in some other standard traditional JRPGs. Oh Yeah. Uh, I would definitely recommend it a knowing your love of Disney and B, just how good the games actually are. Like it's a series that I can recommend to you and I think you'd enjoy.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give it a try at some point. Definitely. <clears throat> oh, David.
1: Okay. So uh, my number three is uh Jade from beyond good and evil. Hmm. Um, okay. So, Beyond Good and Evil is a bit of an older game, um, and the sequel has been in development hell for fifteen plus years. Um, <laughs> it's kind of coming up on a on a Duke Nukem Forever territory there, um, <laughs> but Jade is not the traditional hero. She's um, she's a photojournalist, um, but she's having to or an investigative reporter, one, one or the other. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've played it. Um, but I just remember her hero was sticking with it. She was one of the first heroes that wasn't poignantly some some hero. She was just kind of Joe Blow that was blown into this situation. And she manages to come out on top. It was also kind of my first introduction to stealth gaming. Um, mm. uh, but... Uh, that was one of the main reasons why I, I would say Jade would stick stick with me, and she was one of the first that kind of came out of nowhere of not being the traditional hero. Um, very much heroic in the fact of she she saw what was right and needed to happen, but definitely kind of broke the mold. Like, no, no, we can branch out a little bit further here. So hmm. yeah, Jade.
3: Okay.
1: Nice. I'm looking at a picture of.
0: Of what she looks like, and it looks like she's a photojournalist. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> she's got a camera in her hand, so <laughs> in almost every picture, it looks like there is a pig character.
1: Yes, that is actually her dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. He. Well, I say dad. Um, adopted father. Um. So the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, he's uh he kind of looks after. Her. I I'm pretty sure she was an orphan. Can't remember. Again, it's been forever since I played it. Um <laughs> but that world was actually a lot of fun to play around in because there were these characters who were anthropomorphized animals. Um mm-hmm. think uh think Rocket, basically. Okay. Um so there was a little bit of the stereotypical, um, collectibles type thing going on with the gameplay, but it was more focused towards the action, more towards the storyline. Um, and the world building as well. Uh, so, I mean, as your character is un- as Jade is uncovering this grand conspiracy going on, um, you're learning more about the world as she's learning more about it. Um, mm. so yeah, it was, it was a really interesting, Uh, dynamic and at the time i think was fairly unique um but yeah it's funny because i'm looking at like i said i'm looking at the
0: the pictures of the characters and stuff and like seeing how it was very much that early playstation (laughs) graphics and stuff and then i'll see like the updated like um concept versions of it. And I'm like, oh man, that actually looks like it'd be really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the updated version, they were planning to make it um, kind of uh, that seamless open world that we, we were coming to know and love now. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think they're also kind of, I don't know what happened to be honest, because it, it, the game was a cult classic at the time. And yeah. then whenever they first announced it, E3 20. 20-
3: 16 I think anyway okay.
1: when they first announced like no no crap here's the trailer we have something to show you about this mm-hmm. um it uh they showed it off and the crowd went nuts it uh and there were lots of people freaking out like holy cow they're they're actually greenlighting this awesome let's go mm-hmm. and i'm not really sure what happened past that point so who knows we might see it still but at this point i don't know if it's going to be able to survive the hype yeah it'll come
2: out when we get half-life 3 shut up (laughs) (laughs) sorry i saw the opportunity had to take it (laughs) yeah
0: okay well, as for my number 3, uh going back again to the uh uh not so exclusive video game hero, but uh um, <laughs> <laughs> uh specifically in uh one of the games uh Batman from Arkham Knight.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That one of my all-time favorite Batman games ever um i just i love everything about batman in that in that game because the the gadgets the the um open world the being able to basically fly uh <laughs> like not really fly but like glide really well um <laughs> falling with style um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um and then like just the 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 storyline especially the ending where like he, he basically gives up being Batman, but like he, he, I don't know. Just it, for some reason, it just always fascinated me, like the whole thing. And like, like what you said with like the stealth, uh, stealth gaming and stuff. It's like, okay, th- this is like top level stealth game. Uh, uh, gaming
2: (laughs) that was something that the batman games did really well is like balancing out the stealth as well as the combat it wasn't like some other games where it's like you had to pick one or the other to really make Mm -hmm. a level effective um like you could stealth for part of it and then just go gung-ho or you could just go gung-ho from the start. Like there's so many yeah. options that you could do. Or if you like getting overwhelmed, you could like swing around on the gargoyles and you get some distance between you and the enemies and create a little bit of uh reprieve and mm-hmm. kind of like get rid of their notice of you and it, it was just a really good way of doing that. Whereas like there's other games where it's like you it would almost punish you if you didn't do it one way or the other the entire level.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again, like with the whole uh, like what you said earlier with the Spider Man games, the Spider Man games actually uh, like went along with it and and did the same thing where like you could do you could jump right in, you could stealth, Mm -hmm. you could all that kind of stuff. Which
2: I do think I think the Spider Man games it wasn't as easy to go back into hiding after you had been detected in the level. Once you were detected, like that was kind of it. You were going to have to actually fight the rest of the time. That's
3: true. Yeah. Whereas
2: yeah. like Batman, it was a lot easier to just gargoyle hop. And then it's like, bam, they don't see me anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: With Spider-Man, it was just swing away and come back. And yeah, um,
2: it, it just I mean, starts there was, the thing over again. You could easily get through an entire level of stealth, but if you accidentally dropped down and got detected, like stealth was over. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so so Batman, uh, from Arkham Knight is definitely number three or number one, I, I don't care which,
2: but. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah, definitely one of my favorites.
2: De- not de- de- at all surprised Batman. that that's on your list, like, <laughs> not even a little bit surprised that's on your list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: glad I can be predictable. <laughs>
2: It's not predictable. It's honest. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You guys know me too well. (laughs) So my number three, I went with Kratos from God of War. And specifically, I went with Old Man Kratos from uh, the 2018 version and Ragnarok. And the reason I went with that is because that's where we saw the most character from kratos and he wasn't just rage monster and (laughs) and all of the god of wars before the 2018 god of war that's pretty much all he was he was just rage monster 24 7 like he was always angry he was always wanting to like kill whoever he could like there was no chill with kratos and like he would just slaughter someone just for his own amusement it's like oh hey i like your shoes i'm gonna steal those you're dead now like and that was it so and he was very much like he was the good guy in the original games in the sense that he wasn't the Greek gods screwing over everyone in that region. (laughs) That's (laughs) like really the only way you can really classify him as a good guy. But in 2018, like you just see this change in demeanor because he was a father at that point. He had lost his wife. Uh, that was how the game was starting was him setting up the pyre for, his wife and him and his son having to go on this adventure to scatter, to scatter her ashes. That was like the main premise behind, or that was the main goal um, as you were starting out the game. And so you see a very different, softer, more fragile version of Kratos in Mm -hmm. 2018. And it was just like, he went from being someone that didn't care about anyone else. and was only out for himself to being a father and wanting to be a good father because he didn't want to be the same father that caused his daughter to die in the original games. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, he was just a completely different person and very soft, but there's like moments throughout the game where you're like in the middle of a boss fight and you see some of that anger coming out and you see that rage is like, Oh, that's the Kratos. I remember, is he going to be able to control it this time? So it was just the way that they developed him in the 2018 game and Ragnarok was just so well done. And gave such a different take on an already loved character. So that was why I, I had to put him on the list was because of how well he developed in the more recent games. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have to say like, that's, that's a really good one because like, I, I love how, when they can take an established character and change it just enough to where like, you could recognize the character but it's developing their character instead of just keeping them the same. Mm-hmm. And like Or outright them... retconning the character.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, without he's... without retconning. Like the way that they ended at the like the third game they were there was definitely some teases that there was going to be more but it was always a, like will it actually happen or was that like them saying like there could be more but chances are this is the end of it you know and okay. so like we never really knew what to expect with the way but at the end of three it's like he's killed the entire greek pantheon and like all of greece is just in utter chaos because they were like controlling various things and so now it's like there's flooding there's storms there's plagues there's uh food rot like there's so many things going on it's just like oh man like kratos may have like he was out for revenge and he kind of sacrificed an entire uh, region for his Mm. own selfish gain and then to see it go from rage monster that sacrificed all of greece to caring father who's like trying not to be that god of war anymore was a pretty unique and interesting
3: change yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So my final pick is
1: uh Corvo Atano from Dishonored.
3: Mm, okay. Okay.
1: Uh so yeah, another stealth entry. Um, <laughs> we are but...
3: shocked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um Corvo um uh, the game's been out for over ten years. So I think we're okay. Uh, we're okay on spoilers, but anyway, uh, Corvo is one of those characters where they they build him up to be this absolute badass. He's a war hero. He's already got the girl. He's he's pushing forward. He's doing the honorable thing. So he comes home to his um, to his lover, who is the Empress of the region. Um. He hasn't seen his his daughter in a long time um comes home successful from whatever mission he was on. I can't remember what it was was right now um and as as they're concluding the debrief of explaining okay here's here's what happens uh his daughter runs off and she grabs him by the arm he turns around to see her right as the assassin comes through and stabs her um <laughs> Yeah, it I mean it's it is a brutal opening. Yeah. Not not last of us brutal, but it's it's brutal. Um not much as last of us brutal in all fairness. <laughs> true. Bad comparison. Um, <laughs> comparing it to last of us, the last of us opening is probably not exactly the best way to go. Um so the daughter lives, she's one of the main main heroes to play as in, in the second one. Um, you can play as either Corvo or Emily in the second one. Moving on. Um, but the entire plot point is, or the entire twist is right at the beginning at, at that point where everyone is accusing him like, Hey, you killed her. You're the one who had unrestricted access to the Empress. Um, for all we know, your mission failed because none of us know how that went over. So you wanted to hide it all. Um, the take over the the empire for yourself. Um. So, hence the title of the game. He's been dishonored. Mm-hmm. The whole plot point is a literal Deus Machina, where the the deity of that world <laughs> steps in and says, "Hey, um, yeah. So now that you're nothing, cool. You're gonna be my. You're, you're gonna be a be a champion for me now. Uh. So I'm in in me with these powers. Um. So now you run around basically as this supernaturally powered revenant trying to avenge your uh, your lover, save your daughter, get back the, get the kingdom back on track. Um and at the very least clear your name. Um but um just the fact that they put you in such that uh, the, the the developers put you as the main character and put Corvo in such a spot where there is nowhere, nothing to do, but crawl your way back. Hmm. Um, and the, the way they, they craft the story around just that opening scene is why I'm, I'm having to recognize him because he's, he's definitely one of those characters who builds himself back up, um, and does so from very, very little. (laughs) Um,
3: so yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, hey, I actually heard about. Uh, uh, I have heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna look them up though, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always remember
0: looking at that the cover of that, uh, that oh, it game seemed, and going, "Oh man, that looks so
1: cool!" And seeing the mask. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the mask, the blade, the the mark of the outsider. That, yeah. The 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 stealth stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man, that
1: looks so cool. But and the fact that they work out the mechanics so you can be as chaotic as you want to and maintain stealth. Mm, that was impressive.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> nice. Funny thing too is that this one. I always got mixed up with that one uh,
1: called Thief.
0: I think it was called mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, older game, but yeah, yeah, and a remake, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> older game, but it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the Excellent. remake did not do great. Mm.
0: Of Dishonored or of uh, uh, Thief? Th- oh, okay,
3: gotcha. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I didn't. Like, I I think I played a demo or something of it, and I was like, eh, this isn't that great. Which is why I didn't ever play Dishonored, I think, because I played the other one. I was like, oh, that doesn't look
3: very good. But, yeah. Gotta try it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty fun. <laughs> uh, well, for my final, uh, uh. Entry here.
0: Um, I'm going way back, going way, way back, like I did for uh, villains, and I'm gonna go with Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks.
3: Yep. Yeah, first,
0: first PlayStation game I ever played, and so much fun. It's it's one of those ones where they were able to take a character. That was like, OK, why is this even a hero and go, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, this is actually really fun. <laughs> and then and then do different versions of it, too, with like the so they did the first uh, two games, I think it was. And then they did Crash Team Racing, which is very much like Mario Kart. Um, And like they, they did so much fun with that. And then they went back and did a third one, I think, and um, but like each one had its own like merit to it, because like there was like the first one was very straightforward, very just like, okay, we're going to to different worlds and stopping the bad guy. Then the second one had like added things of like, oh, you're going to run away from rocks and polar bears. And like, you know, stuff like that. I know that that wasn't the first one as well, but like there was different things that you could do. Like you could ride a, a baby polar bear in one of them, <laughs> um, and just like different stuff like that, and different uh, different minions and stuff like that. It was just so much fun. Um, and then they would like update different things about his abilities of like. Like, I think in the first one, he could only uh, jump. But in, like, the, the later ones, he could double jump and, like, slide and stuff like that. I don't know. It was just so much fun.
1: <laughs> so it was kind of the uh, the not Mario Mario?
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was PlayStation's version of, of Mario with uh, anthropomorphic
3: um, uh, band- bandicoot. <laughs> yeah so much fun i like
0: it i wish i wish uh i could have gotten the insane trilogy uh which Mm. was basically just the um the remastered versions of it Mm. but sadly it was always too expensive whenever i looked at it so (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's a fun series. It's like, I think I mentioned last week, I never really got to play it. Like I've seen a lot of footage of it and whatnot. I just, I personally never got the opportunity to dive into that one.
0: Yeah. It's cool because like, it's one of those ones that it's, it's not something you have to get deeply invested in, Mm -hmm. um, but it's still so much fun to where you want to keep playing and like, keep like, up, not upgrading necessarily because it's just you're kind of just learning different things that you can do as you
2: go. Um but it's, yeah, I mean it, it's kind of a mindless How much I've played like Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Dax like I probably would enjoy it because I feel like those games took some inspiration from Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and so I'm sure I would enjoy it if I actually had the chance to like sit down and play it. But yeah. I think you would.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's very much the it, it was a, a unique spin on platforming. Um they made it it was considerably harder in a lot of scenes because you're you'll go forward in the level to a certain point, something will happen, and then you have to basically remember how you got to that point to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean it it definitely played on a little bit more than just the traditional platforming um mentality gotcha
0: it it was definitely very very much linear but at the same time like there were certain parts where you would you would go forward and then you would go backwards down another trail and like there was like a split in the trail and so you'd go down one and then you'd have to come back down the other way to uh like get the uh, the wampa fruit or the mm-hmm. boxes that
2: you had to open or things like that so yeah a lot of fun mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty cool i'll have to take time and play it because it's like i've played all of the classic games with the exception of that one like even spyro like i've played all of the playstation classic so it's a shame that i haven't actually committed to that one yet
0: yeah <laughs> see i think we should get uh crash team racing and, and all play together. I think that'd be fun. <laughs>
2: that would be an interesting one. <laughs> so for my final pick, I went with Garrus from mass effect. <laughs> he's such a good character. And it's like, he's, uh, I always kind of classify him as like the ultimate bro companion. Like he's always got your back throughout all three games. He's one of the, he's one of only two characters that you have as a playable companion for the entirety of all three games. Like there's other Mm -hmm. characters that will be there for parts of it, or that will be there um, for like a single mission, or they'll be like a regular NPC that you kind of interact with, but you don't actually have on your party. Garrus is one of two that is in your party the entire time. And he's like, so he's like that ultimate bro. He's always got your back. He's always like, his dialogue with so many of the other characters throughout the game, as well as your main character, shepherd is always really entertaining and funny. And like, he's just like such a fun companion that it's like, once you get him, chances are he's going to be in your party basically the rest of the game because <laughs> he's just that good and that enjoyable of a character. And it was just like, I always had him and there's like, it was like three people that I would kind of rotate out, but Garrus was basically always in the party, no matter what I was doing. So he's just a fun character. His dynamic with the crew is always fun. He's like always got your back. He is one of the like few characters that he like may not agree with all of the decisions you're making, but he's always got your back. Cause he trusts you to have the best outcome at heart. Mm-hmm. Whereas like there's other characters, like just to use one of the examples, Ashley from the first game, she just sits there Oof. and like, complains about literally every decision you make. Even if you do something that she thinks you should do, she'll find a way to complain about it and be like, well, you did this, but I would have done it this way. Cause I'm just so much better than you. And so she's just <laughs> such an obnoxious character, the entire series. That's like, if she is the one of the ones out, oh, this is a spoiler, but like these games have been out for a long time. So it's on you. Uh, like yeah. you have a choice of saving her or saving one other person. And, it's you're not really in a great spot regardless, because no matter what, one of the people you, the person you save is going to be like against you on a lot of the decisions you make. And it's going to be really difficult and annoying until like the midway point of the third game. So like, you're not really winning, but the other one is just slightly less obnoxious than Ashley. So it's like, <laughs> chances are Ashley dies at the first available opportunity and you don't have to worry about her anymore. Um, <laughs> But like Garris, he does. He's not like that. He's always got your back and the rapport and the back and forth. Like there's one scene in the second one where he got injured and was grazed by a bullet and he has this big scar on his face. And um, he like asks your character, your playable character, Shepard. He's like, so how do I look? And one of the options is i mean no no worse than you look before so honestly i'd say it's a win <laughs> and he's like kind of laughs, laughs and he goes oh dang it don't make me laugh i'm still hurting <laughs> <laughs> so it's just he's just like the ultimate bro like i said like he's just he's always got your back he's always helping you out and he always trusts you to make the best decision in the end even if he doesn't necessarily agree with the way that you're getting there
0: well i think it's uh Honorable mentions time. Honorable, mentions yeah. Time. I know
2: we have a lot of honorable mentions, so <laughs> I, I have zero. My first honorable mention first because I know David's got a longer list than me. <laughs> um, so my first one is actually going to be two characters that I'm lumping together because for the same reason. My first two honorable mention is Revan from Knights of the Old Republic and Commander mm-hmm. Shepard from Mass Effect, and the reason that I'm lumping those two together and why I didn't pick shepherd for one of my four. And I picked Garris over him is because that's like what I mentioned earlier, where they are the characters that you make them as you're playing through every decision you make there is what they're doing the way that you play the game, it's, it's all of these conversation wheels and dialogue and all of this stuff. It's all what you were, you, what you are doing and you can mm-hmm. make it different every time you could even go as a bad guy route and go like dark side for Revan or renegade from uh shepherd and be a bad guy. And you're like, sure you're saving the galaxy in the end, but you're not really doing it the best way. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so it's like, that's why I, I couldn't really put them on the list because I don't really feel like they're truly a hero since it's based on just whatever random decision and conversation selection you make throughout the game. Right. And then my, uh, my next one, I went with Cal Kestis from Jedi fallen order. The reason I couldn't put him on the list is because I feel like what I mentioned when we were doing the video game villains is Trilla is the stronger of the two characters. I do enjoy Cal from the game but one of the but trilla was just my favorite character overall from jedi fallen mm-hmm. order and so as much as i do enjoy Cal, i couldn't put him on like the top four just because he's not like the first character i think of when i think about the game mm-hmm. okay so I'll, I, I'll, I'll I was there very curious. oh yeah <laughs> like he, he is a a character that's really high up there but yeah since Trilla is just ranked so much higher and he's like he just doesn't have as much development in the first game as I would have liked And granted Mm -hmm. with the second one coming out next month that that may change that may bump him up a a little bit higher on the list but at least for now I had to place him on the honorable mentions yeah (laughs) so I've I've got a few more but I'll stop there so David can mention some of his (laughs) thank you that sounds kind of accusatory but thank you no, I'm trying to balance it out. If you want to take it a different way. That's on you, boo boo <laughs> Yeah, so I you put in also... uh... no, <laughs> ben.
1: I put in uh Gordon Freeman, uh Barney Calhoun, and Alex Vance from the Half-Life series. These are the three characters from that series. Uh, Gordon is the definitive silent protagonist. Um, like Gordon's doesn't even have grunt noises in the, in the game files at all. So, I mean, he, he, he does the whole sound protagonist thing even better than another, another individual on my list. Um, for honorable mentions. So, um, I'm lumping all three of these together because it's kind of hard to take them apart though. They are largely separated throughout both the main games. Um, but, Well, I guess I can't officially say through the three main games right now. um, Barney was the hero that no one really expected to come about because he was part of a standalone expansion, uh, Blue Shift. Um, Alex was kind of a surprise character in the second game, who then gets a spinoff later, um, or who more recently got a spinoff. But uh, those three are all. They're all working towards the same end, but it's kind of the fact that they keep playing off each other and how their how their their means are uniquely different, but also poignantly of no, we have to find the moral high ground here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that was three in one. Caleb, go for it,
0: (laughs) or Dan, (laughs) either one.
1: I literally have have zero. Oh, you literally have zero.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I do a similar thing that you did with like multiple characters from the same game. And I'm going to go with Soap and Price from Modern Warfare. (laughs) Mm, There you go. (laughs) Because they're like partners throughout the whole series and they like do all of the missions together. And it's like they're kind of like the sarcastic bros. So like they, they just fit hand in hand too well together. So I had to go with them and like the, having grown up with the other, the uh, older modern warfare games when we were in high school and college and then going into the remakes where they've even expanded on those characters even more. Um, and just how fun the games have been and how good the stories have been. Like I had to add them on the list just cause they're such fun, cool characters and like really good designs as well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. I, I have i i will add some honorable mention stuff here uh because i just thought of them uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh again it's it's the uh adaption or the video game adaption versions of them but uh aragorn legolas and gimli from, oh, from the, Lord oh. the rings game <laughs> yeah, yeah. From, from return of the king
2: especially <laughs> <laughs> That's fairly, I hadn't thought about that, but as soon as you said the names, I thought of that game immediately. I was like, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> yep.
0: I mean, just them being who they are in the movies and being able to actually play them is like, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that was a really well-made game. I got to say it like,
0: Before it's time. Definitely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember playing that one with a neighbor kid that, uh, he was homeschooled. And so when I would get home from school, he'd pretty much come over like every day or every other day and just like, let's play, let's play. And so we'd just go yeah. and just binge that game as much as we could. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My, like, even my brother the and Game I Boy I version, they,
1: they were pretty well flushed out. Yeah. The Game Boy version? Yes. There was a Game Boy Advance version of both uh, Two Towers and Return of the King.
0: Dude, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I never had a Game Boy Advance. So i <laughs> ah. <laughs> guess it really wouldn't have mattered to me anyway
3: but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway go ahead yep continue on um
1: <laughs> next one i have is samus Aran. um mm-hmm. she's the mm-hmm. the main character from the metroid series um the metroidvania style is probably i would say it's probably a it it's in my top 3 genres or st- uh, styles of games that I enjoy cuz it it makes you focus more on okay hang on where have i been where i couldn't get any further um mm. so it, it keeps you engaged um more than just the story points but even through the gameplay as well but samus is um a intergalactic bounty hunter um mostly going after um invasive species that sort of thing um comes across the alien race the metroids which are an invasive parasitic species um but yeah um i think i was i was part of that crowd growing up the first couple playthroughs is like oh yeah okay this is a pretty cool character wait what (laughs) you (laughs) finally finished the game um so uh yeah um so Samus has kind of had some staying power that just, it's a franchise that they find new ways to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. So not quite enough for me to put her on
2: the top four,
1: but definitely honorable mission.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why like people are just clamoring for a new Metroid game. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that series is loved by a lot of people. And they're just waiting for the day mm-hmm. that we get a sequel Yep. Caleb. So my next one, I went with Orin from final fantasy 10. Oh, that's another game that I have a, a standing love for. And Oren was just such a cool character. He's kind of like that samurai style design and fighting style. And he's just got this big Katana, but it's just ridiculously big. And like, he just hits like a truck and like, which that's always my favorite style in gaming is like, I always lean more towards the characters that can like take a hit and hit even harder. And so Oren just kind of fits that bill really well. And he also gets to make a brief comeback in kingdom hearts 2, which was a really fun little tie in since they bring in various final fantasy characters. So he's just such a cool character and cool design. And he's one that like, he's the first party member character that gets introduced in final fantasy 10. And so he's kind of like with you, even though he's not in the party until several hours into the game, he's one that you get introduced and start to build that bond with earlier than some of the others. And he's just, again, he's such a cool character. So yeah, I, I had to add him on the list for sure.
3: Mm. Absolutely.
2: Uh, I'll go ahead and knock out another one. Uh, my next one, I went with Geralt from Witcher. Uh, yeah. and i love the witcher series of the or really the witcher characters because i've only actually played the third game um but i've seen playthroughs of one and two and Geralt is just such a cool character and henry cavill was like absolute perfect casting choice no one else will ever be gerald um <laughs> he's, just, he's just such a cool character and he's another one that's like you do have some conversation stuff but he's the same character so it doesn't really change like it did with like Shepard and Revan and so on so like he's just such a cool character and it's like the game was really good and that was one of the like first games I got to play uh, when I moved out several years ago so it's like it's just so fun it's so fun I love that game and I had to add him to the list as well so nice, nice
3: cool I'll add another one on there
0: Sonic the Hedgehog.
3: (laughs) There you go. That's a classic (laughs) choice. Yep.
0: (laughs) Specifically from
1: uh uh, was it Sonic? Oh shoot! Dreamcast. (laughs) No,
0: it was. There was one that had the specific level in it. Um, it it was it wasn't pinball. But it was something similar. Um, uh,
3: at, I want to say I that was know. Sonic Two. I, th- I think it was.
1: Yeah. Wow! I oh, can't yeah. believe I even. Eh. Yeah, because it was one of the original side-scrolling ones, right? I. Th- uh, yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah. It's It's been a
0: very long time since I played
2: it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I've only actually played one Sonic game, and that was on the Sega back in the day. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh uh, I'll throw one more on there real quick, just because just it's quick. Uh and I again haven't played through the full game of it, but uh Rayman.
2: Oh yeah, that's another I'm classic one. Not familiar. Uh,
0: that is another
2: classic pick
0: yeah it it's such a weird game, but like for some reason it was a lot of fun to play and like it it was very much on the same level as uh crash Bandicoot, but in a different
1: way okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I might have to go look this one up.
2: they're fun games, so i would i would check it out like they're i've i they had a new ish one that came out. I guess it's seven or eight years, maybe 10 years now, but they're fun. It's it's kind of like a similar platforming style as some of the other games that we've talked about tonight. Um, But a little bit of different design and story elements and whatnot, like they're, they're fun. I would definitely recommend it. If you like games like Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that, I think you would get a kick out of it.
3: Yeah. Agreed. All right.
1: Um so Caleb I maybe this one is probably a gimme but um another one I, I'd put in there is Link uh from the Legend of Zelda series.
2: Yep. Think, yep. He's such a, like the yep. reason I didn't one of the reasons I didn't have him on my list is just because he doesn't speak. Yep. <laughs> like that was I couldn't really <laughs> put him on my list because I was like okay no like he he literally never talks the entire series. So it's like he's a cool character and cool design, but like I can't <laughs> I can't put him on the list because we just he doesn't talk. <laughs> but he's he is a wonderful musician. You have to give him that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it it is quite a, a big selling point for
0: a hero though, is like if he doesn't talk, it's like is it really a hero it's because it's just like okay you're just there
1: (laughs) true very true and arguably it's kind of the same with uh, gordon freeman as well from earlier but yeah
2: i can see that yeah it's like i guess that's been part of one of the more endearing things for his character is just the fact that he doesn't talk so it's like he's he's consistent He can't that (laughs) he's very consistent he's always the same which i guess that kind of like falls in the same category as red from pokemon like he never speaks but like everyone still loves him so i guess that's kind of like where it comes in (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) sorry you say that and all i can think of is one of the first gaming conventions i went to somebody dressed up as twitch plays pokemon
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: they didn't do it for long. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. That tracks. They, uh, they basically just stood in the, in the free, play, free play lobby, and people would just yell out, left, right, throw an item. <laughs> <laughs> Forward, jump. <laughs> yeah, and That's yeah. not
2: what I would expect. <laughs> to,
1: the, to the cosplayer's credit, I think he, he stuck to it for more than an hour. Which is far more than I I could've.
2: So yeah, I would have patience to stick with it for that long for sure. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) So my last honorable mention is Master Chief from Halo. Ooh. I had to throw him in there because like Halo was really the only game I had on Xbox for a long time. (laughs) And (laughs) me and my old roommate have done so many like Legendary playthroughs of all of the different Halo games. Like, I think we only have the two most recent Halo games left that we haven't played, and those don't matter. Um, <laughs> but like, we've played through, we've the two of us have collectively spent so much time, and we also used to play, um, do land parties back in high school where we would just invite everyone over that we knew and have like a couple different Xboxes hooked up and run around playing Halo. So it's like, I've put in a lot of a lot of hours on Halo and that was one of the few games I actually played multiplayer on for a long time so i i had to round out the list with master chief it was too fitting
3: <laughs> yeah
0: i remember the the first um real experience i had with halo was a youth group party uh that we had at my my parents house where Uh, down in our basement we had a tv set up and everything and so uh, we had a couple of guys bring over their xbox and um we played multiplayer for probably a good couple of hours and it was like oh okay all right this is fun
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's fun especially when you get the right group of people together um oh yeah As I remember, it's just like a running joke with our old group was my old roommate, Justin. He would be the one that would typically host it. And we'd have like two or three different Xboxes hooked up, all connected. So we'd have a pretty large group of people playing. And his younger brother would occasionally play but he didn't really enjoy it and we would always play this zombie mode where it's like one or two players start off as a zombie and they keep dying but if they manage to kill any of the other players those other players are immediately turned into a zombie and they start like you keep going until either time runs out or everyone's been turned into a zombie and mm. so there's always this running joke of brian we need a zombie and he just hated <laughs> it and, and it's like it got to the point where he actually ended up getting pretty good because he just wanted to like make us all mad <laughs> but, <laughs> like, oh man there's so much time spent on Halo back in the day nice, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah so I guess with that it's kind of down to my last couple so I'm just going to breeze through them not really give much backstory on them. Um, the guild master from the fable series
2: okay yeah good choice yep. there
1: Um Vincent Valentine from Final Fantasy 7
2: ooh yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh simon balmont from the first two uh uh castlevania games
2: okay mm-hmm. classic choices
1: yeah uh this one was kind of hard for me to throw in there It he helps the story but very indirectly uh mm-hmm. deckard cain from diablo mm. okay yep um Meat Boy from Super Meat Boy. Uh, <laughs> he's an endearing character, okay? He is.
3: It's I not at all a serious game.
2: I true. didn't say anything. <laughs> you assumed what my laugh was. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I
3: have
0: never heard of this before and I feel like I don't want to. Uh, it,
1: it's actually surprisingly. T- uh, no, I'm not going to go with that description. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is a platformer that is also a. Uh, it is a pixel precision Twitch based platformer and not Twitch as in the streaming platform, but Twitch as in like you just that slight movement is hit or miss it's success or failure. It is simultaneously one of the most fulfilling games you will play and one of the most frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, uh, like when you're playing Mario
0: and you uh, jump right at the edge of a, a cliff and you're like hanging off and you're not standing on anything. <laughs> Except there's no hanging mechanic.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> but yes.
1: Um, And then the other one. I don't know. He's on the honorable mentions in part because, again, he's not really the hero. He does push the story on further. And uh, but additionally, depending on the ending, he's not the hero at all. He's pointedly the enemy. <laughs> um, I put in uh, the narrator from the Stanley Parable. OK, interesting. <laughs> um, Which that one, I kind of want to give a little bit of a shout out to that game has had so much staying power with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Like it, it started off as a mod of the Half-Life games. It, um kind of a standalone campaign that you mod into the base game um but the entire point of it was to make fun of the then growing trend of dynamic narration um Mm. (laughs) uh, which some games managed to pull off but um they would use it to illustrate that if you're if you're writing a a story-based game there's only so much dynamics you can throw into it into the storytelling into the world where really all you're doing is you're you're putting out the illusion of choice mm-hmm. um and so the entire point of the stanley parable it's a walking simulator but the entire point is to emphasize this this whole premise that okay no matter what you do the creators of the game have already pre-plan what's going to happen yeah and they keep updating the game and i think they're i think they're still adding endings to this game the game's been out for 15 years (laughs) Uh, at least a decade and they're still adding endings to it just because it has that much of a cult following interesting um But the game is absolutely hilarious where, again, some some endings he's pointedly the hero, uh, the or he's just the narrator. He's just kind of this passive force. Others, he's helping you, the character, move the story along, sometimes to very annoyed effect. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where if. Honestly, that was one of the games I start I started to learn about, no, 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 see what the idle animation is and if there's any Easter egg with it. Because there is no idle animation for, for the main character, Stanley. You, you don't see your character, ever. Mm-hmm. But if you're away from keyboard every now and then, the narrator will chime in and start mocking you, the player. <laughs> okay. um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway. I could gush on that one
2: for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ooh. Solid list there, gentlemen. I think we had some pretty good options there. Vargo, Vargo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the end of my list. I don't know about if David has any more or not. That's the end of mine.
0: <laughs> and it is pointedly the end of mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out a what I feel is a horrible, horrible overlook in our uh, video game villains list. Um, At least there's an honorable mention. Mm
2: Galenos. Yeah, as soon as we finished the recording for the video game villain honorable mentions, we were all like, wait, no one said anything about Portal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's because I've never played it, so I don't know.
2: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Uh, Well, that'll wrap up this episode but uh thank you everyone for listening if you are listening to us and have our social media please put in your list of some of your favorite video game heroes and villains um and we look forward to doing this list again we'll probably take a little bit of a break and do a different mount rushmore later down the road but yeah (laughs) thanks for listening
1: yep and just remember if ever you're low on cash cut the grass maybe throw a pot or two around you might find some cash lying around Love you guys. Bye. Bye.